A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hello, guys. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. <laughs> and we're back with Swiftish to talk more about um, Taylor Swift tracks off of midnight. It's uh, It's been a whirlwind of a morning getting back after the holiday, but um, how are you doing, Ashley? I'm good. I can't believe it's Tuesday. I texted you I yesterday because I was like, oh, it's Sunday. I was like, wait, tomorrow's <laughs> Tuesday. What song are we doing, Shelby? And I, I know. Like, I'm sorry about that. I, I dropped the ball. Um, Usually but no, it's me, it's- so it makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, no. Uh, we're all just uh, trying our best, um, and this is me trying. And I'm. <laughs> I showed and up. That and is that's not an counts. Easter egg on what song we're <laughs> covering. No, we're covering "Snow on the Beach," which yes. I feel like is kind of a not controversial choice. It's kind of a embattled track on midnights because some people like it some people are like where's lena some people are Mm -hmm. like um i would like this more if she was on it more i would like it more if she wasn't on it like all sorts of drama around the track itself lena or lana oh i don't know lana del rey does that sound right that sounds okay to me that just sounds better than lena but i have no idea like i don't know how is it the haim 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 okay haim Okay, I don't know. (laughs) See, that's another. I spoke with confidence, but honestly, if someone was like, "No, you got it wrong," I'd be like, "Okay, I have no skin in this game. I really don't know." Um, (laughs) I don't either. That's why I was like wondering. I was like, "I have never said their name out loud." I've only ever said Lana. That was a one-off mistake. That just shows exactly where I am mentally today. Not calling you out. But, I'm just, yeah. I've been thinking, how do I say Haim? No, Haim, drag me, please. Lena Lana. I'll yeah. <laughs> Lena Del Rey uh, is featured on this track. Um, obviously, we knew that was coming up as she did her Midnight's Mayhem with me. Coincidentally, mm-hmm. this was the last track she announced, and she was able to share that it would feature one of her favorite people, um, someone she's been sort of like alluded to musically like Wildest Dreams. I remember a lot of stuff being like, this sounds like a Lana song and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they're definitely like peers in their in their fields. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an exciting announcement. Did you have strong feelings when we first found out? When we, no, not at all. I mean, the only <laughs> – I think the only thing I'm, I must have texted you about or said something in one of our episodes was I was wondering, would she have her own verse? Yeah. That's the the question on everyone's Always mind. Always the question. Always the question. Especially since she just did that. I can't remember it. I have Phoebe my Bridgers, Nothing yeah. new. Yeah. So exactly. You read my mind. Phoebe had yeah. her own verse. Mm-hmm. So we were wondering, is Taylor going to continue on and give these women their own verses? No. <laughs> but, I mean, Lana did help her write it. So Lana yeah, had – she's like, a credited co-writer. Yeah, so she had a more of a, a hand, mm. um, less of a voice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> were you silenced or were you silent? Yes. Um, but, no, I, I kind of expected it to go this way because Taylor famously – nothing new was an exception because – um, thematically, it's not a love song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about a relationship. And I think Taylor tends to avoid uh, woman duets 
for whatever reason, whether it's like exhaustion over the Gaylor theories or whether she's just like, that's weird, you know? (laughs) There's a breadth of reasons I disagree with, but I think that exists in her brain where it's like, it doesn't make sense to her for whatever reason. Um, She thinks either the audience would be confused or she doesn't vibe with it. So yeah, she just famously has these people haunting her background lyrics. But but I was thinking about it. You have no crime. Yeah, exactly. You have nobody, no crime. You have soon you'll get better. And they all are just there humming in the background. And you're like, wait, is that Dixie? Dixie Chicks? Are you there? (laughs) It's it's like, I I was reading through the Lana Del Rey um, Reddit boards about this song. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting the frustration both fandoms have with this track because they both expected something more. Um, And a lot of people like it, but they're like, I would have wanted more Lana or like literally why is she here? Um, Someone said on a Reddit thread that I was, you know, just casually cruising. They were like, I kind of like that Lana and Averone, her own, um, or her own line or her voice Verse, wasn't like, yeah. you know, thrown at you because it was kind of like the song of snow on the beach. Their voices were melded together just like two people who are coming together <laughs> and creating a life together. Yes. But I was like, yeah, okay. exactly. Whatever makes you feel well, better. Well, that's what was, that was funny because like obviously there were a lot of jokes about this um, and like, Twitter and TikTok memes and pages that were making fun of like Lana Del Rey's absence or kind of lack thereof. Um, And it was funny when the album came out. It was funny to see those. They were all like honestly hysterical. And like, yeah, I could talk all day about the psychodynamic (laughs) reasoning Taylor avoids duets. But at the end of the day, it is a song that I like and it's a song that I've revisited easily on this album Mm -hmm. um and so it didn't like leave a bad taste in my mouth um and it didn't feel kind of superfluous like I think to the point you brought up they do meld together very nicely um their harmonies are beautiful Mm -hmm. I'm not enough of a Lana like stan or listener to be able to tell always what parts she's singing Mm -hmm. um but I think that just adds to like the depth of the vocals here and how it is kind of this really capital R romantic like vibe you can sink into. Um, and I think a co- like a duet might have distracted from that. You know, mm-hmm. it might have taken you out of this narrative Taylor was trying to build. Um, and so there is like a beauty to their voices together, but it is it is just like a funny pattern in Taylor's career at this point. And I feel like if you're going to be a female artist featured on a Taylor Swift song on her album, not like a bonus track or not on their album, you're going to kind of know based <laughs> off a past experience, you probably won't get your own line. And yeah. I'm sure that when Taylor brings it to them, she like is up front or maybe, maybe there's like versions where they do sing their own lo- their line. And it was like, Hey, like, It just didn't vibe well. You know, I mean, they know what they're getting into bed with. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I don't imagine that, like you said, they were co-writers on this. So it wasn't like, (laughs) I mean, honestly, I could do without some of the male duets in her discography, but um, she was a part of this and you can kind of feel her, her style of writing come through in some of the lines here and her um, poeticness kind of blend well with, with 
I almost said pennies. <laughs> Mommy. Yeah. yeah, one girl well, on the Penny. brain these days. Penny, she's uh, a great writer. <laughs> I love her voice. I know, she's really, really mature for her age. Um, but no, so how did you like the album, this track on the album when it first came out? You know, I liked it, but it was definitely not a song that like stuck with me the first listen. It yeah. does stick with me after I listen to it. You know, the album through and through it is something that the chorus, like snow on the beach, like it gets stuck in my head. It's something that's yeah. like repetitive in my head. Like it's not, it, it has never been, I don't think, or it, nor will it be one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, I think Rob Sheffield would probably like stab me in the head if he hears this because this was his top choice song of 2022. Like oh, out of really? all the songs that were released, yeah, it's his top song. I'll, I'll read to you what you said after after <laughs> I tell you what I say. Like it just was the song that like there could have been a bonus song why I would have switched it out with. Yeah. It, it was good. I, I'm glad it's in my life, but it's not a song that I'm like, this is the best song. So – yeah, Rob no, Sheffield, he yeah. so it was for him. It was either the Great War for number one, or it was this one. And like in his top twenty-five, he had like Beyonce, he had Harry, he had um, SZA, he had like you know it wasn't just all Taylor. It was just only right. a one Taylor Swift song, but in his fashion, top. So, um, am I going to say the actual curse word, or am I bleeping it out? I think we have to bleep it. Okay. Otherwise, we have to mark this as explicit. Okay. Okay. So weird but effing beautiful. The ultimate Taylor combination. I have no clue why Snow on the Beach is so perfect. She designed this to sound frivolous at first, a, li- a bit lightweighted, even fluffy, except somehow it soars like enchanted and punches like clean. Dr. Swift works so hard to sound like she's not even trying, but then she slides into blurring out my periphery. And you realize the mastermind had snarred you in another trap. It's quill pin Taylor, fountain pin Taylor, glitter pin Taylor, all crying in the bathroom together. So many Taylors in the song. No wonder there's barely any room for Lana. Maybe she sang the commas. Every detail planned so um, fiendishly, right down to the heartbeat buried in the second verse. It poses as a flimsy cardigan song, easy to slip on and off, yet you can't pry those harps with your cranium. I haven't even heard... It in the snow yet, and believe me, I'm dreading the emotional bloodbath. How did this <laughs> even happen? He loved the song. Loved you know, it. I appreciate that analysis. I do. I think, I think it speaks to some of my thoughts on it, where it does feel like it captures a lot of different elements of Taylor's style and writing and ideas of romance and love, and mm-hmm. really elevates the simplistic motif of like. Isn't it nice when someone loves you back? Um, <laughs> it's weird, but I, I think beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite off the album, but um, I appreciate that perspective because it is true that, you know, as Taylor was gearing up for the Midnight's release, she talked about her three styles of writing mm-hmm. with the quill pen, the fountain pen, and the, and the glitter pen. And so often there is this kind of <clears> – <throat> breaking up of her tracks where even like fans will be like she doesn't just write love songs you know and like almost (laughs) diminishes the fact that she does write a lot of love songs Mm -hmm. where it's like we almost don't want to associate her with this like flippant childish idea but taylor has proven throughout her career that she's accepting of that title and has indulged in that for you know her 10 albums plus and there's not anything wrong with that no Mm -hmm. matter what lens she uses to explore those 
human emotions, even from the elementary to these more, you know, poetic explorations, I think this song does a good job of kind of capturing it all. To me, I feel like if she wanted this one, then she could have cut some other ones or vice versa. Um, because Midnight's as an album is interesting. Um, we've talked about this kind of what we expected versus what we got. And there are a lot of love songs on this sleepless yeah. nights. I did <laughs> not storyboard. I did not think it was gonna be a lot of love songs. I thought it'd be a lot of like anxiety ridden. <laughs> she hates me, I hate her, we're no longer best friends. Yeah. You're my nemesis, <laughs> you took everything away from me. Like I expected those kind of songs. Yeah. Yeah. I expected That's a love what keeps song. me up. Yeah. <laughs> So did you did you, what was your overall thoughts on this? You had said that like she, maybe she should have cut one song to keep keep this. Like, how was your acceptance or? Uh, yeah, no, this, this was a song that was like good. It was like you know if the album was split into A and B and C tiers, I think this is easily top B. Like top I B, yeah. I like I like it like sonically mm-hmm. um, quite a bit. I find the lyrics somewhat puzzling at times and they definitely need to be revisited and explored. So I'm glad we're doing this. But at the time, it was kind of like as she was announcing these tracks and giving some explanations for them over others, um, you know, you start to run the numbers and it's like, you know, she has 21 tracks on this Midnight's Era, you know, 3 a.m. and hits different from Target. It's like nine out of 10, nine or 10 of them are all like, love songs because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> she said like oh this album's inspired by five things that keep me up at night and she lists them and it's like self-loathing you're like yes and fantasizing about revenge and you're like understandable and wondering what might have been like obviously taylor's bread and butter mm-hmm. falling apart like yeah we've all been there and then falling <laughs> in love and i was like oh yeah sure like one or two let's yeah. do it nope. but it's like it it just rolls out like every few tracks on Midnight's is just love song, love song, love song. Yeah. So what I found refreshing about this at least was it while it was treading the same ground of like their early relationship and like how she realized this one was more special than past ones. It does it in a way that feels different, both like sonically and lyrically, because it isn't so wrapped up in the details that you get in something like Mastermind or Sweet Nothing or Paris or glitch, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's less about the literal uh, journey of their love and more about this rush of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, I'm like, I'm I, I'm I'm happy with this song existing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wish there weren't ten songs about Joe on an album that I thought would be about a little bit more of their her career, which yeah is how she pitched it. So I, I guess it's just like. If this was an Amazon purchase, I would leave like a four-star review and be like, um, you know, product was a little different than described, but <laughs> all in all, more. I still used it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a great review of the song. Yeah. Yep. The album or the song? The album. Okay. Okay. I mean, I the like way that. she described the song is that it's pretty straightforward. She's like, the song is about falling in love with someone at the same time as they're falling in love with you. Sort of in this cataclysmic, faded moment when you realize someone feels exactly the same way that you feel at the same moment. And, um, you know, she said, are you ki- you're kind of looking around going, wait, is this real? Is this a dream? Is this really happening? Kind of like it would be if you see snow falling on the beach. Mm. Um, so she had a visual and she really leaned into it, which 
she loves to do and I love when she does it. So I feel like it lived up to what she told us it would be. (laughs) I mean, I also feel like it snows on the beach more than you'd rather than you'd expect. Like I'm thinking of New Jersey and Oh yeah. Like it's not weird over there. (laughs) You know what? People talk about that a lot. Like this like, okay, Taylor, this isn't special. But I think that's kind of the point of the song. Yeah. Where it's like it isn't, it shouldn't be remarkable, but for her, her career, her life, she's thought she's seen the most romantic, the most amazing mm. things. She's thought she's experienced love, but then to have something hit her, like stop her in her tracks and be like, whoa, I never saw anything like this, even though other people have, even though I knew like on a level that it happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, damn, this, this, Thing that is so like whatever to people that so many people have just stumbled into, but I felt like I, you know, was dragging myself through the woods to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what speaks to her is the simplicity of it and how it feels so special to her, yeah. even though to everyone else, it's like, okay. And I've I've, I've been there and and like she's fairly new in her relationship. I know a lot of people are like, oh, three years. That's so long. But I still feel like you can still be in the honeymoon phase of the relationship three years in and still look back and be like, oh, wow. Like we made it. We're six years in. Oh, six years. Sorry. I'm like back in like, I don't know what era I'm in. Girl, they are committed. I'm going on 10 years and she's six years. Yeah. It's been a long time. I wonder if that's what she's like, looks back and she goes, I like kind of thinking of snow on the beach, like in her night, like I never expected us, not because of you, Joe, but because of me, of us to last this long. Like that's yeah. weird, but that's effing beautiful that we are still <laughs> together. How long was she with um, Calvin? Like a year? One year. Okay. One, one year. year cake. You guys, yeah. I'm, just, I'm a fake Swifty. Well, like three years. No, I mean, yeah, I, I think – I think that does also justify why so many of these songs are about, you know, love songs because it has been a large portion of her career at this point is being mm-hmm. with Joe, which we always forget because he's forgettable in some ways to us. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> edit that out, Shelby. Edit that out. Bleep yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she she I think loved the song. This is the one Dylan O'Brien did the drums for just because he was around. Oh yeah, um, I forgot. Yeah, That's and so forgettable. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. congrats to him. Yeah, um, I think it's one of the more mixed songs reviewed on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people think it's like like Pitchfork said it was woozy. That Lena Lana Del Rey brings a warm background of harmonies that add a welcome coziness. Mm-hmm. Um, New York Times says that it uh, begins with light Christmas music energy and never really ascends. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> They're not fans. Um, oh, see, and I I think it sounds like the beginning of a Disney movie. Like, oh, interesting. That's I was just listening to. It. I was like, this reminds me of the beginning of a Disney movie, like a romantic love song, romantic yeah. love story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Variety says that the ballad has extra lure of Lana Del Rey as the co-writer and vocalist because their voices blend so effectively. It's hard to tell where one ends and another begins. See, just like Joe and Taylor. Yeah, exactly. They're you so can't in tell. sync. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then the LA Times says that it's some of the album's most affecting imagery. So mm. yeah, I mean, you think of snow on the beach, the title is imagery. 
Boom. So yeah. there you go. You're right there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any questions, you can just watch the lyric video on YouTube. And she has snow on a beach. No, so really? Yeah. 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 I wonder if that's real snow on the beach or if it's just <laughs> made up snow on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm in a mood um, today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, should we get into it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's I'll do go it. ahead and read the first verse. She sings, One night a few moons ago, I saw flecks of what could have been lights, but it might just have been you, passing by unbeknownst to me. Life is emotionally abusive and time can't stop me quite like you did. And my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. I'm unglued. Thanks to you. Cute. Very cute. I think it's Lots nice because like <laughs> Ashley's like, you know what? <laughs> like this is why I'm here. I'm here. I'm enrolled in the Taylor Swift Lyric Analysis yeah. 101 with Professor Shelby. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm happy to help you. So I like that she starts with this one night a few moons ago because it sets the scene for what Midnight's kept her up. Like this obviously isn't from this year. It's not like a perspective 10 years into their relationship Mm -hmm. looking back, like something like The Great War or Afterglow. This is like her being up at night thinking about this guy that she met a few moons ago, a few months ago. She's trying to figure out like, oh, what are we? And she's nervous and anxious vibes, about it. The way exactly. you describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And and this idea of I saw flex of what could have been lights, but it might just have been you passing by unbeknownst to me. Um, it gives me a lot of parallels to Invisible String, this song that's all about time, mystical time, you know, there's a single thread of gold tying them together where there are clues I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there's this, she's being guided by something and she's not quite sure what. Um, and you get the like, you know, the the fates and the stars and all the planets aligned and and she's following this light without really knowing where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives you like a long story short too. And he's passing by where has a glimmer of a comet in the sky. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, that that like inevitable kind of feeling of a love meant to be like occurring suddenly. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Taylor has spent a lot of time talking about time. Um, time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's like she has this anxiety around it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, dancing with our hands tied. Like we're going to run out of time. Like there's always this concept of like time being this like powerhouse in her life that she has this like what either I'm running out of it or it's gonna betray me or whatever it is and so the fact that she's like um you know life is emotionally abusive and time can't stop me quite like you did I think it's so like such a romantic concept because she's saying like usually time like stops her in her tracks like whatever it is something hits her and she's like okay wow I'm losing speed here i'm yeah losing focus i can't figure anything out but it's like all too well like because yeah all too well she just time won't fly it's like i'm paralyzed by it but here it's like a different it's a different something else is paralyzing her it's love but it's not yeah she's saying time you ain't got nothing on this on this white toast of a man and for that we love her you know she (laughs) she saw joe and was like oh my gosh like (laughs) i don't get it but i'm happy for her (laughs) Well, maybe she doesn't get it either. You know, like sometimes you're like, why do I like this person? I don't know why, but I am enthralled. Like maybe that's a whole part of this too. She's like, this is weird. I didn't think that you would – I didn't think you were my type. Like, yes, you're British, of course, but like (laughs) this is something different and unique. So maybe she's on the same page as us. 
little bit yeah. different, but you know, she didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. And it's just like a sweet reminder that she, you know, life is emotionally abusive. Like, yes, mm-hmm. preach. Like, obviously we all feel that the, the whims of life just and fates and, and everything going wrong. And especially when you think about when she was writing this, when she met him a few moons ago, like it was summer's apocalypse, like everything Mm -hmm. was falling apart. She was feeling so abused, but that doesn't matter because what stopped her more, what really took her out wasn't the Taylor Swift is over party. It wasn't the, you know, uh, crash and burn of her career as she's knew it. It was this guy standing in front of her and she's like, "Uh, I'm unglued. Like thanks to you, not thanks to this phone call, not thanks to this. I'm like more focused on, does this guy like me? <laughs> okay, so then th- this makes me think of a question because she was she stepped away from limelight for like a hot second. We didn't know. We was like, where in the world's Taylor Swift? Do you think that if she hadn't met Joe, she would have been more in the limelight? Like she, because I know she was trying to protect her relationship. But do you think if Joe hadn't existed, she would still maybe have released an album? She still would be out there. Or do you think she she like drifted away from public because of that? because of like the whole Kanye thing. Oh, I mean, I think it's all a tangled web. Mm-hmm. Um, because Taylor was pretty like photographed. Like she was in the spotlight throughout that summer and fall. Like I remember the looks that she was doing, you know, she had a lot of street mm-hmm. looks. She was coming out of the gym smiling. She was going to parties. Like she wasn't hiding until around October, November. And then it was just, that was Joe. just gone. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so do I think she would have like come out with new music as a spite you type of, I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't think yeah. mentally she was in a good place as she's sung to us multiple yeah. times, but I think she was playing the game that she thought she had to. And then she realized like, Oh shit. Like, no, this is uh time. Can't stop me quite like you did. Like this is yeah. where I'm becoming unglued. And I like that image because so often it's like a negative. It's like, oh, you know, I'm mentally falling apart. Like everything's Mm -hmm. kind of a mess. But here she's saying it's like, I'm just so focused on you. Like I'm, I'm up at night anxious about, do you think about me the way I think about you? Like, like enchanted, like this idea that she has a new crush and she needs to know if they're on the same page. Mm -hmm. And that's like keeping her up at night, contemplating that. (laughs) Imagine being Taylor and not sure if someone likes you. I just um, Taylor, you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's more like, do they like me for me, yeah, or yeah. do they like <laughs> me because of what I can give them? Like, I think yeah. that's more of a like a relatable thing. I can relate to her feeling like that. I can't relate to people feeling like that towards me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that that makes more sense. What about, you know, the I want, the line that I was confused about, like, and my flight was awful, thanks for asking. I'm unglued, thanks to you. Is her flight awful because it was just a flight? Is it awful because all she could think about during that flight was, does he like me back? Are there other people? Do the girls back home touch him like I do? What's going on? Like, yeah, that's kind of how I read it at first is like, uh, my flight was awful, like, because I was just like, so anxious about seeing you again Mm -hmm. and you know that sort of like nervous energy of what's going on especially since we do know that they you know were cat and mouse for a month or two or three and all of that but then Mm -hmm. on top of it you do have this double meaning of like my flight my my pathway here my journey Um, here 
doesn't necessarily have to be on her little girl jet. It could <laughs> yeah. be her flight to him. Yeah, like, okay. you know, I saw a lot of Twitter people being like, this is the most unrelatable line. You have a private jet. Your flights should be the easiest, breeziest thing <laughs> in your life. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, I agree. I would yeah. love to fly in her I jet. Mean, everyone, but, whether you are a celebrity or not, you hit that turbulence. Maybe yeah, she had yeah, a turbulent exactly. flight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she can't help that her flight was awful in different ways than yes. ours. Like, yes. you know, ours might be delayed for seven hours and we have to deplane multiple times, but she was there in her comfy mm-hmm. seat worried about this cute guy. Yeah. So maybe they didn't have enough champagne there. on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Olivia yeah. didn't get her tuna special. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's like hell was the journey, but it brought me heaven. Like that's yes. kind of how it felt to me. It's like – like, yeah, the literal flight, like, getting from point A to point B to figure out, like, are we a thing? But also this more metaphorical, like, journey to where mm. she is at in her life now. I like it. Um, and so then we get into the chorus, and it's, like, snow at the beach. Weird, but effing beautiful. Or if you're listening to the clean version, it's weird, but it was beautiful. What? Weird, yeah. but it was beautiful. <laughs> okay. Weird, but it was beautiful. Okay. That's the clean version. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. I It was weird at first, but it's kind of like – anyways, uh, weird, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Weird, but effing beautiful. Flying in a dream, stars by the pocket, fall, pocket full. You wanting me tonight feels impossible, but it's coming down, no sound. It's all around, like snow on the beach, like snow on the beach, like snow on the beach, like snow, oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like um, – yeah, like about the clean version, some people are like, it actually works better for them emotionally oh. because it's not, not that they have a problem with swearing, but more that the weird but effing beautiful felt like so childish almost, like a kid learning a curse word to them, yeah. whereas weird but it was beautiful lets them stay in that place. Um, I don't really care. I feel like the weird but effing beautiful does remind me of a Lana Del Rey track, Um it might just be Taylor growing into her swearing era. Um, <laughs> but either way, I think it like captures the image. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, the I love the stars by the pocket full. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Like I want to put my hands in my pockets and just catch a tiny star and put, put it, it in your pocket. pocket. Never let it fade away. Yes. <laughs> just confetti. She was watching uh, the Princess Diaries, I think, and that really stood out to her that day. Um, But I do like that. I think it's like, yeah, they're flying in a dream, but, but not just like flying, they're soaring, you know, it's the, it's the high school musical moment. It's this (laughs) idea that these are little moments she wants to capture and keep in her pocket and protect. And um, I like that it bleeds into this, you wanting me tonight feels impossible because there's sort of this double meaning where it's like you wanting me feels impossible but also, like, oh, tonight where you do want me, that feels impossible too. Mm-hmm. And I think that captures that, like, moment where you're, like, relieved that they actually like you back and mm-hmm. that you guys are on the same page and you get to just breathe and breathe this moment um, where you you both have something you wanted and there's no negotiating around it. It just – Oh wow, like yes. This mm-hmm. is this is a dream. This is so strange to me who's always had to beg and fight and steal and work and you know 
protect. And instead, there's this ease to this evening. There's this ease to this realization. And that's so strange, but so beautiful. Yeah. And what's so weird, too, and I don't know if Taylor is pulling from this, is that Joe was literally a nobody to her, to the yeah. entertainment world. Like, the fact that she had met this this this, this shining star, um, this, you know, eighth wonder of the world – uh, if you, if she will, that's what she compares him to later on. <laughs> it's just so strange that, like, he, to her, he's such a shining bright, like mm-hmm. a shining star. But she was like, "But you were no one when I met you." No offense to him, but like, how would he have even been on her radar? Yeah, you know, it's just so. It is weird. It is weird. It yeah. is weird, and I'm sure she knows it's weird. Like, whoa. Yeah, like, she went from dating Tom Hiddleston, yeah. like one of the largest, biggest stars, loud, proud, out there, mm-hmm. big moments, big events, to hiding in London with this guy, drinking at the pub we... Yeah, someone who's not watching going, rugby. <laughs> someone who's not going to try and steal her light from her or, mm. like, share the light. Like, he's yeah. he's trying to make it on his own. He doesn't drop Taylor's name. He doesn't do anything like that. It's so weird that she's that they're together. Like, it is weird. I do like beautiful. that. And it is such, like, a wistful mm-hmm. chorus. It's just, like, there's this relief to it that you don't always get in Taylor's songs where she's so good at driving up the anxiety, whether Mm. that's in Out of the Woods or in Cruel Summer. (laughs) Like there's so much tension in how she looks at a relationship Mm -hmm. that this feels like a really fresh, like, oh, okay, we're zen, like we're good. And And it reminds me a lot of her getting what she only dreamed about in You Are In Love, Mm -hmm. which was just kind of a bonus track on 1989 that she says she wrote about imagining what it would be like to be so in love as the people that she saw around her. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lena Dunham, which I don't understand. But... I guess you have to be there to to know it. You know what this reminds (laughs) me of? Her, like, the song, but also, like, Joe and her story reminds me of, like, a Christmas holiday Hallmark Mm. movie. It really does. You know, like, this, this... fast-paced girl who's you know a celebrity Nine hill yeah. yeah and then i think there's even like a a song about i, I mean a, a hallmark movie about this it has freddie prince jr and he starts dating this real this like this woman who is like j-lo it's a little, <laughs> the ending's a little bit different but yeah it's, a little. it's like a hallmark christmas movie. is there snow on the beach um maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah i think again like i was saying that the image of snow on the beach it is like I like that people are so reactive to it. They're like, mm-hmm. like on Reddit or Twitter, people will be like, oh, I guess she's never been to New Hampshire. And it's like, yeah, I guess not. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, she hasn't seen this. And that's what's so romantic to her is that. She lives in Rhode Island. She's seen it. <laughs> well, she goes to Summerine in Rhode Island. <laughs> um, but There's I think so it's many like, people who haven't seen it. Like you think of people in like um, California, it doesn't snow yeah. on the beach. Like there's so many beaches where it doesn't snow. Yeah. So I get like, that. I don't know if I've I went I lived in New York and I never went to the beach and when it was snowing. Yeah. Like I knew it was happening, but I wasn't that? like out there walking around. Yeah. And I don't think it was so much that she's like I have to think about a thing that no one's ever thought about so that I can claim this image as my own. It's more like this is a thing that a lot of people have seen, but I haven't. And it's Mm -hmm. something that should feel so normal, but it never occurred to Taylor that this could be a realistic dream. So it was weird to her. Yeah. Cute. Um, And then – yeah, the the you wanting me tonight feels impossible is like – 
so similar to the vibes that you get in like dancing with our hand tied and call it what you want and this like mm-hmm. anxiety about like will this person stick around if life gets hard and the media makes us mad but instead in this it's not about that anxiety it's wow this you actually want me and i'm gonna like savor that because that just feels like a dream in itself mm-hmm. um and so then they go to verse two and she says This scene feels like what I once saw on a screen. I searched Aurora Borealis green. I've never seen someone lit from within, blurring out my periphery. My smile is like I won a contest and to hide that would be so dishonest. And it's fine to fake it till you make it, till you do, till it's true. Cute. Very cute. This was a weird one. It's There's a lot happening here that felt like clunky to me on first listen. Mm. And I didn't really pay much thought to it until like prepping this episode. And I feel like what she's doing is kind of um, walking us through like almost her entire old discography and how she viewed love and how she's saying she's always had sort of a arm's length approach to love where she doesn't fully get to live it. There's so many of her songs that are about what if and what could have been and how we, she lost something and how it wasn't as true as she thought it would be. Mm. Um, and so she's saying, like, this scene feels like what I once saw on a screen. It was never mine, but I always imagined it could be. And then this idea of I searched Aurora Borealis green where it's like, again, this kind of wonder that she wants and that she needs to experience, but she's only ever been able to, like, Google image search, like, what is love type thing. Yeah, it's like, and I've, never, about I've it. never seen the Northern Lights. I Googled yeah. Northern Lights. And that's <laughs> yeah. what this is from. Aurora Borealis yeah. Green is like the, the, the seventh wonder, one of the seven wonders of the world. Like, I, yeah. I don't know how many I've seen, probably none. But yeah, you Google, so, yeah, like, it's like you Google and you see it and you just, you don't really, I've, I've heard that you don't really uh, appreciate it. You don't really get it until you're seeing the Northern Lights. Yeah, exactly. It's just like something unreal, mm-hmm. but a lucky few actually get to see it like yeah. in person. And, and I think she revisits that in the lakes where she sings like, I want auroras and sad prose mm-hmm. where this has always been this, like she wants something so beautiful, but un attainable so often um and here she gets to kind of excitedly share that this is what she was thinking along the lines and now like look at them they're sitting on the beach with the snow coming down it's coming down but um I like this I've never seen someone lit from within and I saw some typos like saying it's live from within I don't know why that would it makes more sense with lit from within because when you when you're thinking of the Northern Lights. Yeah. You, you see how bright Joe shines for her. Yeah. So I, I think it's more lit than live. When yeah. I listen to it, yeah, I, I hear agree. lit. And it and it feels like it's about like I've never seen someone lit from within. Like they don't need outside validation, mm-hmm. which is something Taylor has like struggled with and admittedly talked about through like her Miss Americana documentary where she she hungers for that approval and that success. But she's like, wow, this guy, like I've never seen someone who's so like whole on the inside that he doesn't need any of this outside validation. And then to turn it to that light is blurring out her own periphery. Like she's not able to see anything outside of them, like this tunnel Mm -hmm. vision of love because she suddenly doesn't need that validation either because she's so supercharged 
by what he's bringing to the table and how he makes her feel, which mm-hmm. is something we see as explored again in Sweet Nothing, where it's like, oh, what a mind. And it happens all the time. And mm-hmm. like that has become such a treasure to her because he's the only validation she needs. Now, do you, I mean, I just, just a thought, do you think that someone should live off of validation or should be okay without any type of validation? It kind of seems like I love Taylor, but like, if it's not validation from fans or from critics, it's validation from her partner. Like, is that healthy? Like, I don't know. Like, and I'm not saying anything bad about her, but like, do you think that like, she's someone who's just always seeking validation <laughs> no matter who it's from? She just found a healthier uh, yeah, validation. Yeah, I mean, has she released another uh, single to get anti-hero to number one again? I don't know. But um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's tough um, to watch. Mm-hmm her share so much of herself and to know what it's done to her mentally and emotionally Mm, and also to be like, you know, the arrested development, like getting kind of stopping after you get famous type thing. Like I think that's a lot to unpack and like Mm -hmm. I wish her well on that journey and I hope she can find a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that this – I think that this image to me is actually like – I know she's not doing it unhealthy. It's just like a thought I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think about it every time she – Every time I'm like triggered by her crying when <laughs> Reputation doesn't get a nomination, but Aww. it's fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's like beautiful that she's saying that she's attracted to that yeah. when she yeah. hasn't been attracted to that in the past. Like yeah. she's like realizing that all these old loves were kind of narcissists, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Perfectly Fine. Like mm-hmm. uh, they're just like obsessed with something external. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I've never seen someone lit from within. Like, how is that happening? I want to know Joe. We don't know a lot about him. We know him from like the screen and from him saying multiple times he's not going to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, and then you, you also I, there was also like some kind of interview he did with another one of his co co like actors and his personality shown through a little bit. But I want to know him. Like he's a very <laughs> private person. But this just talking about this right now, I'm just like okay, like. I want like a documentary just about Joe. I'll watch it. No one else needs to. I just want to know who he is. Yeah. I don't get it. No, it's true. It's yeah. a it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, true crime w- wishes it had this sort of intrigue because I have questions. Yeah. Um, and nothing bad about unsolved. Taylor. This yeah. just makes me really want to know who he is. He has such like a light within him. I yeah. want to know. I want to see that light. Yeah. Well, and I love this um, – I mean, in a lot of ways, you have this image of the the movie connotation she does, like in Exile when she sings, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Here instead, she gets to say like, this scene feels like a movie, but like, wow, I get to watch it play out. And there's this like growth in the verse. And this um, second sort of couplet series of my smile is like I won a contest and to hide that would be so dishonest. Mm -hmm. It like captures that like eagerness, like that, oh my gosh, like, she does feel like she won. Like she does feel like so lucky mm-hmm. to have this guy love her back at the same time she's loving him. And I like that she then turns that to, and it's fine to fake it till you make it, till you do, till it's true. Because her whole career has been about being in love. Like that doesn't diminish oh. her work, but she's giving herself the grace here to um, admit that maybe she didn't always get it right. You know, Red went you know, love went from red to golden. Mm-hmm. She was making it up in songs like Love Story. She was imagining what it could be in something like Enchanted. But now she's saying, like, I finally like understand it. Like this 
this is love and it's okay that I like faked it because now I understand it. And like all those practices, those exercises in what is love, what what is a relationship, what should I be seeking paid off because now she does have this like true love and mm-hmm. it does feel real and she can't hide it. I was I was confused about I, I got the smiles like I won a contest, hide it would be dishonest, kind of put me in the how she was hiding them away for a while and you know it was felt so dishonest. But I was really confused about, you know, and it's fine to fake it till you make it till you do. I'm like, oh, did she not love Joe? And then she faked it and then now it's true. But I love that. I love the way this yeah the spin you put on. It makes much more sense. <laughs> well and it's just like that's her whole thing is like with Joe, she's realized like she's rewritten a lot of old songs mm-hmm. with gold and with I mean with daylight and stuff. Where she's like, oh, no, I had it wrong. But that's okay. Like, it's not invalidating her earlier experiences or relationships. It's just like, wow, those were all stepping stones to this, like, real thing I found. Mm -hmm. And so then they sing, now it's like snow at the beach, weird but effing beautiful. Flying in a dream, stars by the pocket full. You wanting me tonight feels impossible. But it's coming down, no sound. It's all around like snow on the beach. Um, Do you have anything to revisit there? No, I just had a tiny hair tie around my finger. I was twisting back and forth, <laughs> and it got stuck. You can see indentations. So, oh no, that's why we I almost lost some limb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't need to revisit the the core. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get to the bridge, and she says, "I can't speak. Afraid to jinx it. I don't even dare to wish it. But your eyes are flying saucers from another planet. Now I'm all for you, like Janet. Can this be a real thing? Can it?" All my girls at the party, look at that body. Shake that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right. Guess I'm going to have to write it tonight. <laughs> that's I love how she that. feels about Joe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's all for you, like Janet. She's all yeah. For you. Yeah. This one did feel more Lana Del Rey ish to me. These like eyes are like flying saucers from another planet. I think it's like, you know, they're so special. They feel like a miracle. Like it's like white. Mm. I've never seen anything like this. Got to call the call the government. Let them know. Um, <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like the way that it's that she sings it too. Mm-hmm. But your eyes are flying. I know. It's just like, now I'm all for you. Like, Janet, can this be your real thing? Can it? Like, I love like the cadence yeah. of it. I, I yeah. love. I, I like that. And I would really want to be there in the session where they're like, now I'm all for you. Like, Janet. Like, <laughs> you know, like. I, no I, one I, would get it. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't get it. I mean, I got it. I don't know if you got it. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, a lot of people, they get it now. But before when the song yeah. was released, they are like, I don't, I don't. They're I don't like, who's Janet? It. Like, who, a lot of people were like. This is Betty's sister? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fourth child's name confirmed. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I really um, like this. And I like that it's it, it reminds me of Delicate, which is all about her asking questions where she's like, is it cool that I said all that? Is it too soon to do this yet? And it's like, can this be a real thing? Can it? Like, yeah. ah, like this Ooh. excitement's building up for her. And then Lana comes in with probably like my favorite part of the song where she says, are we falling like snow at the beach? And it's like so beautiful the way she breathes in, yeah. but then also this like concept switching from oh, it's like snow on the beach falling, but now she's saying, are we falling like snow, like falling in love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so soft. Um, a, a mirac- is it like a miraculous thing that no one has ever witnessed? We're yeah. falling in love. 
And she, so it goes out with the chorus, flying in a dream, stars by the pocket full. You wanting me tonight feels impossible, but it's coming down, no sound. It's all around. Like snow on the beach, snow on the beach, like snow on the beach. Are we in a dream? Like snow on the beach, you want me, like snow, like snow. But it's coming down, no sound. It's all around. And then Taylor kind of handles the outro as she sings, like snow on the beach. It's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of this like this lingering outro um and that too reminded me of you are in love with the you two are dancing in a snow globe round and round and it feels like there's this image that's like it's almost like the sound is closing in on this little beach this little image and they're protected in their little snow globe of their own making um where it's it's just like peaceful and it's its own little world Mm -hmm. and she's just you know, holding it in a little pocket full of, pocket full of stars. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, <laughs> and that, lady and gents, that is a snow on the beach. <laughs> it's just coming down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so one thing that I want to ask you <clears throat> is let's get into our questions. Mm. I know my tailor of it all, and it's more – because Taylor loves to, in my mind, Taylor, the new, as Taylor's gotten older, she's been throwing in words that I don't know the meaning of. And so I feel like the Taylor of it all for me is I search for Aurora Borealis green. I've never seen someone lit from within. I, I had to Google Aurora Borealis green because I didn't know what mm. it meant. But then once I saw it, I was like, that's, it's perfect. Like this is exactly like the imagery imagery she wants us to have, but she's so good at making these words that we don't use in our, at least I don't use in my regular vocabulary, (laughs) just like so poetic and just like, I'm, I'm just constantly amazed. I I guess it's just me when I listen to Taylor's songs and this is why the Taylor of it all is. I'm always like, how does she know these words? How does she like so masterfully like just thread them into her lyrics and make them yeah. just sound so normal. Yeah, I think it ties back to Rob Sheffield's comment where it does feel like there's a lot at play here that mm-hmm. mimics the the quill writing of her genres where she's like, this is where I use poetic words like yeah. auroras and I, and I use it and I can't get enough of it. But then you also have the deeply personal, like specific imagery that she connotes, she ties to the um, fountain pen. Yeah, where she's like, oh, my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. Like, it's like a very specific moment in time imagery. Mm -hmm. But then she also has like the gel, the gel glitter pen where it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, isn't this weird, but effing beautiful. And like, you got (laughs) eyes like saucers. Like, (laughs) I'm over me like Janet. Like, there's some silliness at play here. And it's like hard to like totally get into the song because there's these moments that like, whiplash you into something else Mm -hmm. and it kind of captures to me that like essence of like being in love and like over aggrandizing it but then also being like oh and he got me this little pebble that I kept in my pocket for three years like you know it's (laughs) like there's these details to it that feel granular but then it also goes big picture and like grand scheme of things and I think that's why it's hard to pick like a specific line that feels like it it was so Um, hard I was like I don't know yeah I I picked what how I feel about Taylor right now no I love it I think that's a great line I honestly just go back to that it's like snow on the beach because I just think Mm -hmm. people try to downplay her choosing something so quote-unquote generic but I think that's part of what she was what point she was proving with this song Mm -hmm. and so I 
admire her for sticking to it. It's like the whole, we can leave the Christmas lights up till January and everyone's like, everyone does that, Taylor. You're not special. And she's like, (laughs) I don't want to be special. I just want what normal things everyone else gets. And like, Mm -hmm. I just want a partner to be able to make these minute decisions with and to recognize these, you know, frivolous, minute happenings on the beach when I'm there like one day. Like, I think that's the romantic image Mm -hmm. to her is like the simple. Yeah. So what is the Easter egg for you? (laughs) Mine's a very simple slap you in the face, all for you like Janet. Yeah, I know. That's like honestly the Easter egg. Um, (laughs) I do like the um, way she opens the song, which is a very poetic way of saying like, we've known each other a few months now, but, um, and it, and it, to me, it ties back to a lot of the, um, scene setting songs of their relationship, Mm -hmm. like call it what you want when she's like, um, in November, would you run away with me or whatever? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And kind of this idea that there was a moment, you know, and you see it in glitch, you see it in high infidelity where it's like, Oh, things were a little messy, cruel summer, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. And then there's this moment where she's like, are we doing this seriously? And then they stop playing their game. She comes back through the tunnel. They're sitting on the rooftop drinking their drinks and being like, yeah, we're in love. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a nice tie-in to that um, Mm -hmm. timeline we have for me. Mm -hmm. I like it because it's not like – the song isn't like a slap you in the face Easter egg. like yeah. Because I know she revisits all of her different eras and some people are like, oh, you know, um, this song is goes after every single song. Like, you're on your own, kid. That covers every single era. This one is, like, ve- like very subtle in any yeah. Easter egg. It has some callbacks to some songs, like you are saying, and, like, all for you, like Janet. But it's not, like, it's not, like, a traditional one. Yeah. I think. Um, okay, so what would you give this album? Or this album, sorry. What would you give this song? What grade? I think I'd give it a B. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's good. It's cozy. It's page. fine. It's yeah. it's like sweet to dig into and it's really nice to listen to, but it's not like a standout for me. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. I mean, it'll get stuck in my head sometimes, but it's not like a standout. Um, saying that, it's not a standout. Do you want to see her perform this on tour? Do I want to see her perform it? I don't yeah. care, but I do see a world where she does play it. Yeah. And I could see her ma- mashing it up with something like You Are In Love or one of her love songs off this album. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think – well, I don't know. I don't know. She has 10 love songs from this album alone to choose from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. I know. I'm like, okay, I need to know the set list so I can come prepare, refresh on all the songs. Because as much as I love all of her songs, sometimes like, you know, no, like there's just so much of so much songs. I need to know what songs I have to have memorized. Which so are you going to look at the set list before Las Vegas? I mean, isn't it only like a week? Yeah, I know. Her? I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm saying, are you going to? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. I have no idea. I'm not going to say off social media. So oh, I might okay, see so stuff. See so I'll know I'll know what songs she plays, but I don't I won't see the full set list. I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Especially since I was I'm gonna, seeing it. Are you going to? I was gonna try to avoid it, I guess. It was so like crazy fun to be there opening night and be like, yeah. Ah, it's happening. <laughs> okay, maybe I should. Oh, oh, I'm getting t- torn back and forth, back and forth. Um so random just spin off since we were talking about Taylor. Um, so this weekend 
mom, some friends and I, we, um, Facebook targeted me and there was this person who was doing Taylor Swift covers. It was like on a Friday night, Ooh. Friday the 13th, yeah. last Friday. And I was like, I had no idea who this person was. I didn't know what he did. I just knew it was like, <laughs> it was called the Swift Eras. And I was like, okay. You're like, and I'm so there. <laughs> I, I sent it to my friend Leah and I was like, Leah, do you want to go to this? And she's like, yeah, I didn't know anything. We tried to get another friend to come. Four of us went, one person didn't come. And she was like, you know, this is just like violin covers, right? I had no idea. Leah said yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh. So his name is Jordan Caswell, um, C-A-S-W-E-L-L. We had no idea what to expect. Um, we pulled up to like – it was at like a tiny little – it was at, it's at a theater. It's Kiln Theater. But we pulled up to like this uh, – I don't know. It was like a, a bil- like a business building, a tiny business building. You could see people still working on their laptops <laughs> through the glass. And we are like, where are we? What are we doing? There was hardly any cars in the parking lot, maybe like – 20 and we're like we don't know what we're doing so we sat in the parking lot for probably 20 minutes debating are we gonna go in is this gonna make a family (laughs) performance what's going on what's going on what's going on and so then we decided to go in we're about 30 minutes late um and that's when it started though when we walked in they were waiting for us and his 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 he did a lot of do you know who like Lindsay sterling is yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't don't really know who she is, but he played like a cover of her violin dancer person. Yeah, but then yeah. he sat down and he did his covers, the Swift Eras. He covered twenty two songs of Taylor Swift with electric violin. Oh, damn, that's he, a lot of songs. No, 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 no. He only did like five oh. or six, but on his oh. Swift Eras um, album, he did oh, twenty two covers of Taylor right. Swift's electric violin, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of like. Um, Wildest Bridgerton. Dreams, Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it is beautiful. Like, if anyone, like, needs to stream or download that, it's just, like, classical, electrical violin of, like, 22 <laughs> of her songs. And they're really great. Like, I was, like – it was kind of like a coffee house, small yeah. vibe feel. So, it, like, definitely we might have been, like, the only people who he, he didn't know because people were, like, looking at us, like, oh, are they liking it? But it was so good. <laughs> He's on TikTok too, 22,000 followers, but I didn't know that. But you guys. So that's nice. my little plug. Jordan Caswell, go download it. It's beautiful. It's Cute. lovely. I don't know about his original stuff, but I love this cover. <laughs> Give me any kind of really talented people. Oh, and he sang one of the songs. And we, my, I was like, oh, you're like he's like 23 years old, such like an adorable young man. <laughs> and I'm just like, just do Taylor Swift covers all, all your life. It's beautiful. <laughs> So that's my that's plug. That's so fun. I'm glad you got to do that. Random Targeted stuff. ads for the I win. I really thought that like it would be lame and people would be like, oh, what did I do on a Friday night? But it was great. I'm good. So <laughs> I had to give them a little Killing plug. time to the concerts. So yes. Yeah. Whatever yeah. works. I mean, I'll be, I'll be listening to them then maybe on a Sunday cozy. I'll do some yoga to it. It's really good. Um, but anything you want, anything you want to add to this mix? No, I don't. I'll have to listen to him. Okay, yeah. um, Listen to it. It's really good. Um, Death by a Thousand Cuts. It's Oh, perfect. That's really good. That's on the album. It's it's amazing. Um, But if you guys want to see me get my – this lovely little – tie stuck on my finger trying to get it out you guys can always go on our patreon and watch this video it'll be up if not tonight by tomorrow morning but you are listening to it on thursday um but you can find us um on all social media platforms swiftish podcast at instagram um Shelby's over there on Swiftish Pod 13. Um, you can always email us swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Ashley. 
And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, we're all for you like Janet. (laughs) Yes. Bye.